It's Monday, and you're with Bob McAvoy, right here on the Semper Reformata podcast. Well, good morning, good morning. It's Monday morning, the 23rd of May, 2022, and this is Bob McAvoy with a regular Monday prayer cast where we take a look back over some of the recent news and events in Northern Ireland and further afield, looking, of course, with a Christian worldview. Well, let's start with the amazing Ukrainian victory. Slava Ukraini! I'm referring, of course, to the Ukrainian victory in the Eurovision Song Contest. When I was a wee boy, we used to talk about a corny joke. And a corny joke was one where the punchline was so predictable that absolutely nobody laughed at it. The Eurovision Song Contest is the ultimate corny joke. But let's get serious and move on to have a look at the advertising industry. And I wonder how much international clothing brands actually influence our culture, or conversely, how much their advertising is a reflection of the prevailing culture. Calvin Klein is a case in point. A graphic has been circulating in social media showing three advertisements, firstly one from 1999, depicting a stick-thin model in a bathing costume, and then a 2019 advertisement where the model is an obese black woman slouching on a sofa with the slogan, I speak my truth in my Calvins. In those 20 years, the advertising campaign moved from open seduction and bodily envy to postmodern virtue signalling. But the third image in the graphic is from 2022, where a woman is holding in her arms a supposedly pregnant man. The person concerned is very clearly pregnant, but sports facial hair and has no female breasts on the naked upper torso. Now, factually, men don't get pregnant. They don't have the internal organs for it, So we ask, is the image manipulated? Has it been airbrushed? Or is this actually a woman who has been surgically and medically mutilated by the removal of her breasts and a diet of hormone-altering drugs? Well, either way, this gender-bending, biology-denying advertising campaign is hideously destructive. It's taking virtue signalling postmodernism to entirely new heights. The obese black woman in 2019 was speaking her own truth. This ad is nothing but blatant lies, touted as a reflection of the philosophy and the lifestyle and the worldview of Calvin Klein's customer base. It should be banned for failing the basic advertising standards of being honest, decent, legal and truthful. When Jeremiah was describing the terror of the men of his day, when the fear of captivity had come upon them and they trembled, he pointed them to an incontrovertible fact, the fact that men don't have babies. He said in Jeremiah 30 and verse 6, Ask now and see, can a man bear a child? No, he can't. Jesus, in Matthew 19 and verse 4, said, Have you not read that he who made them at the beginning made them male and female? Well, over the past few weeks, I've been reporting on the inflation caused by the government's lockdown policies and the prospect of food shortages. 
Of course, the mainstream media have hardly mentioned these problems, but surprisingly, on the 16th of May in the Daily Telegraph, the Governor of the Bank of England warned of, and I quote, apocalyptic global price rises in food, and said he is helpless in the face of surging inflation as the economy is battered by the war in Ukraine. Mr Bailey, the Governor of the Bank, claims to be helpless in this situation, but it was his central bank that caused the problem by its policy of quantitative easing, printing money it didn't have to appease the government's wasteful lockdown policies. Don't blame me. Wasn't my fault. Putin did it. That simply won't wash. Your organisation, Mr Bailey, fiscally underwrote the cabal who did the damage. So, own up, repent, and start and put it right. The World Health Organization is preparing its Global Pandemic Response Treaty. It's not being talked about on the media, but the essence of it is that the WHO wants to coordinate your nation's response to future pandemics. Some commentators are saying that it will be binding upon those nations that sign. Others are saying that it simply cannot override national sovereignty. But we know how these things work. Even if the WHO pandemic response, and let's say that response includes masks and lockdowns and mandatory vaccines and vaccine passports and so on, even if that can't override national laws, our local legislators here are packed full of globalists and they will simply enact regulations. They will force their own government departments to comply. They will impose these regulations on schools, on the media, on those businesses that need government contracts, they will all have to comply. And just at the right time, a new pandemic looms. Monkeypox has now appeared. And you can be sure that the news media are talking about that. And they're showing graphic images of nasty looking swollen boils on the skin of sufferers. The New Scientist magazine published an article asking, could monkeypox become a pandemic? Dozens of confirmed Dozens, mind you, of confirmed and suspected cases have been reported worldwide to date, some with no obvious origin, which means the virus could be spreading undetected. Well, there's nothing like spreading a bit of panic to get those vaccine sales going. Guess what? There is a vaccine. Just waiting. Developed back in 2019. And on Friday last, the government published on its website a monkeypox vaccination protocol. What an amazing coincidence. Well, last Thursday, May the 19th, the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, Mr Brandon Lewis, MP, made an announcement in the House of Commons to the effect that he would be commissioning full and permanent abortion services here in the province of Ulster. Essentially, forcing hospitals and trusts to open dedicated abortion clinics for pregnant mothers who want to murder their babies. It's estimated around 6,500 unborn children who have committed no crime under the law will fall foul of this death sentence every year. Now, just think for a moment of the magnitude of that. The euphemistically named Northern Ireland Troubles, the murderous campaign of violence perpetrated by the criminals of both the IRA and the Loyalist paramilitaries left 
round about 3,000 people dead over a period of, say, 30 years or so. The Secretary of State's rollout of abortion services, if enacted, will result in twice that number of deaths in one year. The birth rate in Northern Ireland is around 24,000 babies every year. Abortion commissioning could kill roughly 25% of those babies, a quarter of them. And the Secretary of State and the liberal leftist cultural Marxists who dwell in the assembly of the wicked at Stormont call it health care. The Malthusians in government, in the ruling elites and in the media, will no doubt be delighted with this supremely wicked move. Now here, the local Minister of Health, Robin Swan, is apparently seeking legal advice on Mr Lewis's bloodthirsty directive. Here's biblical advice. We're reminded of the responsibility of Christians, ministers and churches in this matter in Proverbs 24 and 11, where we're told, rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. That's an imperative. We have no choice but to comply. We must go to whatever length we can to rescue children whose lives have been marked for destruction by the very person who should love them most. Well, links to all these stories are available. So you can read and research them for yourself. Follow the web link in the episode notes to www semper-reformata.com to do more research. Well, no grace gem today. Instead, I want to read you a poem. And I came across this poem on Twitter just a few days ago, and it's by Spike Milligan. Yes, that's Spike Milligan. And it's about abortion, and it's a poem full of sadness and tragedy and grief. It's called Unto Us. Somewhere at some time they committed themselves to me and so I was small but I was tiny in shape lusting to live I clung in my pulsing cave soon they knew of me my mother, my father I had no say in my being I lived on trust and love though I couldn't think Each part of me was saying a silent, Wait for me, I will bring you love. I was taken, blind, naked, defenceless, by the hand of one whose good name was graven on a plaque in Wimpole Street and dropped on the sterile floor of a foot-operated plastic waste bucket. There was no Queen's Council to take my brief, The cot I may have warmed stood in Harrod's shop window. When my passing was told, my father smiled. No grief filled my empty space. My death was celebrated with tickets to see Danny LaRue, who was pretending to be a woman like my mother was. Let's pray. 
Our Heavenly Father, our world, the world that you created, is a fearful and a wicked place. You did not create it like this, for you looked at your creation and you saw that it was good. But sin has entered into this world, and everything in it has been corrupted and ruined, and evil and darkness are all around. Preserve your people from the evils of this present age, and send your light into this world, we pray. We thank you today for Jesus, for God's only begotten Son, in whom there is salvation, he who is the light of the world. And we ask that that saving light would reach into the depths of the darkest of hearts, into our rulers, our politicians, and those compliant and indolent clergy who turn their faces away and will not speak out against evil. Turn people away from their sin, we pray. Grant them repentant hearts and bring them to Christ, who alone can save. Well, that's all for now. Links for all these stories are on the website, semper-reformata.com, and there's a link to that website in the episode notes. Catechism class is tomorrow, Tuesday at 1pm, and there should be a sermon podcast on Saturday. So don't give up, lift up your head, don't be discouraged, let's keep watching and keep praying, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please help to make it better known by opening the podcast app on your phone or mobile device. Then, search for The Semper Reformata Podcast. Subscribe and give it a 5-star rating. See you next time.